Bluff City Media presents The Anthony Sane Show on YouTube at Bluff City Media. Stepping up to the microphone is your host, Anthony Sane. Acknowledge me. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to The Anthony Sane Show. This, of course, is your host, Anthony Sane. Got my man, Kenny Stubblefield, behind the glass. Kenny Stubblefield, what it do, my brother? Man, it's a rainy, nasty ugly day in memphis yeah, but dude man. it's sunshiny and bright in here because we're in here doing this man. man let's get it let's get it y'all know what we do man this is what we do twice a week we give it to you guys wednesday at 12 friday at 12 y'all watching on a friday we appreciate y'all for jumping in with us man we got a got a nice little action pack shoulder though you know what i started talking about action pack you know that's a call back to lance russell and and the good guys at uh, w, uh, WMC5 when they That's did right, the man. Saturday morning wrestling, man. We got an action-packed show today. And when I started talking like that, you know, we got a wrestler in the building, man. We got my boy DJ Fury, not the one wrestling. He just won the Wild Card Rumble uh, last Saturday. I was in the building for that. He's going to come in and talk about winning the Wild Card Rumble and his uh, upcoming matchup with Hunter Havoc of all people, man. It's going to be exciting stuff. But before he comes on, another Super important guest, man. Guys, another first timer today, man. Making history. Our first ever athlete on the show today, my boy Knight Pickering, 18 year old phenom uh, soccer player for 901 FC. 18 years old, started playing for uh, 901 FC when he was 17. When when uh, when I was 17, I was not doing that. Man. <laughs> no, <laughs> I was working at Foot Locker. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was working at CC's Pizza. Right, and this dude is uh is out here, man. Professional soccer player. Uh, can't wait to get him on, man, for sure. I, I am a uh, 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 converted 901 FC fan, man. I've, I've, I've dove all the way in, talked about that a few weeks ago, and my man Knight Pickering is going to be on for the sit-down insane. But since the last time we talked— Hold on, hold on, Sane. Before you get into that, mm -hmm. I have a question to ask you. Okay. You were talking about DJ Fury. Yeah, yeah. So you're telling me this man had a highlight career night where he got to win the Wild Card Rumble, mm -hmm. and his reward is— Reward has got to face— Hunter Havoc? Yeah, but see, he had a choice, though. He didn't have to fight Hunter. He could have just fought like um, my man Kevin Bless, who's the other champion, 18-19. He could pick either belt. He came out immediately and said he wanted uh, Hunter Havoc, though. I was like, all right. Hey, bro. It's going to be your ass, but. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to hear him yeah, yeah. talk it's, about why he did that. Yeah, you know? man. It's going to be some good stuff for sure, man. But since the last time we talked, um, kind of been some depressing stuff in, in the area of college football, college sports. With uh, conference realignment, uh, Kenny, this summer has been a whirlwind of emotions, so to speak, for uh, University of Memphis fans uh, from the Big Twelve visiting and not visiting, and all those type of things that were going on yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, the hype behind that disappointment after they added uh, Pac-12 teams instead of adding, you know, uh, Memphis or anyone else yeah. from the AAC. Uh, then we move on. You know, we just move on to whatever's next for the University of Memphis. We start looking at the ACC, uh, Kenny Stubberfield, as a potential expansion uh, landing spot. And poof, you hear that they're having uh, their eyes. In less than 24 hours. Right. Their eyes yeah. set on uh, an AAC team, Kenny. It was, a, it was an AAC, AAC team they were interested in. And that makes you think you've got good news, of course. But that team wasn't Memphis. <laughs> Kenny Summerfield. Uh SMU was the school that uh people thought may be uh headed to the ACC. And since then you hear that the ACC really is in no rush to do anything. That they don't really want to get up that the West Coast teams from the Big Twelve. I mean, excuse me, the Pac Twelve. And they also didn't really have real interest in uh, uh SMU either. So now we're in waiting to see. Uh, or maybe the re the uh, the shuffling of the deck, the realignment of, of the conferences is maybe paused 
uh, for this year or taking, you know, the rest of this year off. Uh, all of this leaves Memphis on the outside looking in. Uh, Kenny Stubberfield. And over the last 48 hours, out of frustration, out of admitted frustration, I'll admit, um, there are a lot of people just basically saying the hell with football. Like, what? why are we still playing football? <laughs> You've heard these type of things coming out. Uh, I've fed into it. I've stirred up some. Yeah. I jumped inside the, 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 the Discord for uh, Bluff City Media. Stirred uh, the pot. And yeah, stirred the pot. Having it <laughs> through the peace sign. But, no, it was fun. And But I get it, man. There are a lot of passionate Tiger football fans here in the city of Memphis. Um, growing up as a kid, I was a Tiger basketball fan. I remember um, being in, 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 in kindergarten. Well, I guess I was five, six years old in kindergarten. And I remember having to go to bed at night at 8 o'clock which was about halftime for the Tiger games that came on at 7. You know what I mean? So I remember, like, uh, having to get into bed and hearing the rest of my family watching Tiger basketball. So those are that, those are my first sports memories are Elliot Perry and oh those guys, God. you know, yes. playing Tiger basketball. I didn't grow up on Tiger football. I knew it existed, but I wouldn't, you know, I didn't grow up with Tiger football in my house. But as I got older, especially, especially when I went to the University of Memphis, Tiger football kind of started being more of a big deal, something I want to be attached to. I remember Gerard Arnold set the uh, the season record for uh, rushing yards in the season, which might have been like 700 yards or yeah, something yeah. back then. D'Angelo Williams came in and just murdered all those records. But um, I, I have to admit that my passion is in Tiger basketball much more than it is Tiger football. But I do, um, I do understand you know, that there are, I'm, I do understand that Tiger football is a big deal, bigger deal uh, to other people than it is to me, and I respect that. Um, but the deflating thing is that it feels like we are on the outside looking in regardless of anything we do, regardless yep. Of, yep. of what argument we make, no matter what things we say about our city, about our team, about our school, <clears throat> about our history, about our amenities, whatever you're saying, you know what I mean? Those things may all be true. But it just feels like we're not we're not going to be a part of this conference realignment thing, and I, I don't understand the frustration of people. Ending football doesn't make sense because it's not really it's not hurting anything. I mean, it's, it, it it generates more money than basketball. Like that's something that we know. Yep, that's a fact. It generates more money than basketball. So, um, I did kind of preface everything I said. I did drop the disclaimer and let people know I'm not the football. I'm not the Tiger football guy. Which is strange because I had covered Tiger football for a Tri-State Defender for about three years. And I learned a lot during that time. I was covering the team during Justin Fuente's era. Um, but I don't have that fan-type passion for the team that a lot of people in the city do. And I do understand it. I do respect the people who have those type of opinions. I think they're kind of delusional sometimes because we kind of have this thing where we start talking about all these lists of accomplishments or reasons why we should be in a bigger conference. And it's just not. It's just not happening. And I think it's super unfortunate. It's easy to say, well, it doesn't affect basketball, so to hell with it. But it can eventually affect basketball, too, which is another sad thing. You know what I mean? Uh, you have people talking about the conferences making these mega conferences and having their own NCAA tournament that leaves out the, the Cinderella's. You know what I mean? Where there are no teams like that. And if something like that would definitely affect us. Um there are people talking about what the next move could be. Should the Pac-12 get with uh, some of the other teams in uh, in the Mountain West maybe or something like that and start a conference? And 
And then, uh, you know, all these type of things are going out. I think that Memphis should, this is my thing, and I'll throw this, you, you're probably way better suited to speak on this than me, Kenny, but I'll just throw this out. <clears throat> With the level of greed that you're seeing from these mega conferences, whether, you know, the Big Ten and the SEC have just became like these just mammoths, ungodly conferences, you know what I mean, where they just got all these stacked teams, they geographically don't make any sense. Like, you just got these two mega conferences, right? But they're uh, splitting all this, you know, money and revenue. <clears throat> I think there's something that's ultimately going to happen is those conferences are going to start eating themselves. And what I mean by that is, you know, I don't want to offend anybody in our listener base, but I don't really care about that either. <laughs> but um, I can see the SEC saying, okay, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, yep. Mississippi State, why are y'all here? <laughs> like, not, not only are, are, are we too good for the uh, teams like Memphis or whatever, whatever they're saying, why are y'all here? You know what I mean? And I can see the SEC saying, instead of us having this many teams, let's cut this down to this many teams and trim the fat a little bit. And then teams like Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt could be on the outside looking in as well. What I wish Memphis would do, instead of trying to just kind of be prepared for the wave that I feel like we, they should understand is coming, that these conferences are going to start kicking out some of these lower teams. But they're teams that that are geographically significant to us. You understand what I'm saying? Like you could possibly make some type of conference with these <laughs> these excommunicated teams in these conferences. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not yeah. knowledgeable in this stuff like that at all. I'm, yeah. I'm literally standing on the outside looking in, um, but. I just feel like that type of stuff is going to happen. Like, I think I think something's going to happen where if you just kind of wait, those conferences are going to be like, yeah, we're getting big money, but what if, what if these teams weren't here? We could make even more money. Yeah. So I think there could be some type of, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I ran into uh, Brandon Bumgarner today. Oh. Uh, at, uh, <laughs> Bum G, baby. Yeah, Bumgarner, who's been uh, 25 for about 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> All love Brandon Bumgarner. You're the man, dude. <laughs> that dude, that dude has looked exactly the same way since he was 15. The exact same way. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but he was saying, yeah, man, I like I like what you're saying, man. He was like, start the the Mississippi River Conference, like all, you know what I mean? Hey, hey I something, mess with it. Yeah, I mess like with that. it's because it's like, man, we've we've tried to we're trying to play by these people' game. We're trying to be invited to their cool kids club, and yep. it's just not working, man. Just I don't know, I don't know, man. It's just kind of. I don't know. Y'all tell me. How many how many country clubs have you ever been a member of? Man, I'm black. None. What do you mean? <laughs> country clubs? No. Oh, nah. I've never been a member of a country club. Well, because you, you were a real one, man. But let, let's, let's, uh, I want to give you an analogy. Okay, come all on. All right? Because you've, in, in what you've been saying, there's a lot of different avenues that we could run down and try to discuss mm -hmm. this thing. But in terms of, you talk about some of these bigger conferences eating themselves and, Looking at that's happening, man. Looking at like an Ole Miss or a Vanderbilt and mm -hmm. saying, "What do you guys offer?" And I, I would say it like this: In every country club, when you watch it, when you if you see a movie or you see a TV show where mm -hmm. it's a bunch of rich white folks and they're in a country club, there's always this one family that has no business being in that country club. Yeah. And the reason they're there because they don't they're not doing anything. They're kind of all drunks. They're kind of all you know they're they're super messy. They they just have no business mm -hmm. being in there. But the reason they're still there. Is because they they're old money, right? Because they've been there, 
Mm-hmm. And I think that's the issue that you're going to find in all this. Like you're even seeing it right now with the pack with the Pac-12. Mm-hmm. They got a couple of schools that have no business being a Power Five conference. Yeah, like none. Uh, I think Washington State, Stanford are a few of them. Mm-hmm. And what's the rumor that's going out right now is that these these power conferences are trying to find a landing spot for those two schools because they have old money. Old money. Mm-hmm. Even though in 2023, in the current state that their administration is in, their house, whatever, mm-hmm. they have no business being a part of that. I think it's going to be the same way with all these other universities you're talking about. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you got an Ole Miss and you got a Mississippi State, and, and while they might not be the money makers that like Alabama and and mm-hmm. Oklahoma and Texas, these new SEC schools that are yeah. Texas A and M, that's just gazillion dollars flowing through that university. Mm-hmm. They're old money, man. Yeah, and th- and they're gonna take care of their su- they're gonna take care of each other. And I, and I think. That's the frustration for Memphis is that it's mm-hmm. like you look at the schools that are being you look at you look at a ton of the schools that are that are in these power five conferences that have been in these power five conferences and you just say, Man, your, your, ass your product on the field, your product yeah. on the court, it's terrible. the money, the the viewership, the all those kinds of things that that seems to be the the main cause for these schools that are getting poached from these G five conferences. Mm-hmm. Memphis has those guys beat and, and it's, it's just frustration. Right. And I, and I, so I get, man, I absolutely understand the frustration for Memphis fans because it's mm-hmm. like, what's wrong with us, man? Yeah. Like, look at, look at what we have to offer. Look at the money that we have. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when the daddy, uh, 100%. when the daddy wouldn't, you know, why, why, <laughs> what do you say? Why you don't want me? Whatever. Why you? Why do you want? Why, why you don't want me? Why you don't want me, man? Yeah. Whatever. Why y'all don't want us? I still I can't watch that scene without tearing it up. It's tough. I'll be honest with you. It's tough. Yeah, I be I be feeling the way, man, when I see all these other schools. Yeah, you know? no, for real, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Do I think the answer is to to? Uh, there's always going to be a small segment of Memphis Tiger fans mm-hmm. that when bad things happen to the university, especially when it comes to things that are directly related to football because let's right. get it straight here. Oh. This conference realignment is about yeah, football. Ain't nothing to do with basketball. It has nothing to do with we any can win the sport. national championship next year. And nobody year. care. And nobody care. And I honestly at this point, I think the Tigers could win the next ten AAC championships in football and still not get in. Like I just think yeah. that's just the way it's not even about it's not even field. about the yeah. on the field stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. And so I get it. Like I get the frustration, but there's always going to be a small segment of people that come out and say, hey man, Get rid of football. That's just not the answer. You you yeah. you're not a legitimate you're not a legitimate sports administration at a university in a high level Division One university mm-hmm. and not have a a a thriving football program. Yeah. Now, I'm sure there's going to be comments in this video. They're going to say Memphis does not have a high level Division One football program, but we've seen what. I'm not going to argue with people on that that topic, mm-hmm. but, but what we have seen is when Memphis is talented, Memphis has support. It mm-hmm. is rocking in this city, and I'll money say that for sure. and money is coming in, and so yeah, man, it's definitely a frustration time. I think for all Memphis fans, yeah, yeah. but yeah, man, we will uh, we'll push through, Kenny. We'll <laughs> we'll get through this one way or another, man. It for, sucks because here's the thing, and and I'll, I'll stop with this. Mm-hmm. This is this is my final statement. Yeah. 
You got basketball. The reason why there's a lot of Memphis basketball fans that don't care about conference realignment stuff is because Memphis has access to the opportunity to win right. a national championship yeah. in basketball. Yeah. At this point. And it's not just a Penny Hardaway thing. It's the same way with Calipari. It was the same was way here. with Tubby. Yeah. Same way with Passner. Same way yep. with John. Mm-hmm. They've Basketball is is constructed in such a way that if you make it into that NCAA tournament, you can win. It is what John Martin said, the last beautiful thing that the NCAA yep. has to offer. Mm-hmm. God, don't mess with the NCAA tournament. Man. It's, it's our only saving grace because the, the television networks yeah. and the conferences have royally screwed yeah. any other school that's not a part of their little boys and girls club. Yeah, and it's, and it's just dumb now, man, because I know it sounds like hating on it from the outside looking in, but it's just like it's not even – Having having those like old conferences like it's just kind of made it still fun and dope, man. That you that it's like it's, yeah. it's about to come down to like two and then the rest of y'all, like for real. And it's it's scary, man. It's scary to you see. Know, hey, this this is for real. The last statement. Do you know what yeah. really drives me crazy <laughs> about this whole thing? Was you it? used the word greed a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. It's not even necessarily Anthony the greed of the universities. It's the greed of but these the TV, network. TV networks. Mm-hmm. Like, it is crazy to me. We talk about the Illuminati, right? Mm -hmm. Like, we talk about there's this force, these groups of people that are dictating everything that's going on in this world. I don't know if the Illuminati is real, but I can damn tell you (laughs) some of these TV executives are in it if it is real. Yeah. Because they're the ones pulling all the strings here. This is not about anything other Mm -hmm. than money. Yeah. And that that just annoys me. Yeah. Wild stuff, man. But, yeah, like I said, man, a good show today. Coming, Coming up soon. Coming up next, got my boy, Knight Pickering, Memphis 901 FC forward, 18-year-old superstar phenom. He's going to be here with us today. My man, DJ Fury, joins us later on. About to take a break. When we come back, it's going to be more of the Anthony Sainz Show here on Bluff City Media. See you guys in a minute. Will Memphis play a team of that caliber in the regular season this year? Wow. I asked a similar question. I'm going to say no because I don't know. With, are we talking like four legitimate NBA guys? That's what I'm saying. Like they have absolute NBA players. Like what team are you going to play that has I mean, that I think many there's guaranteed probably, there's probably a, a potential in the Bahamas, Atlantis, battle for Atlantis. I mean, on you're talking one team? On one team. I mean, I think it depends on who you get matched up. That is so rare. Four. I know, TJ, from a professional standpoint, probably not. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. We're not going to, you know, break any news on JQ's looking awesome. A great table setter. Oh, yeah. Facilitator. but just to think about him with this team at full strength conducting it, it is salivating what he could do with this yeah. team from a from a point guard perspective this season. Penny has learned over the years, like year one through four, it was Alex Lomax and oh shoot, what are they like? How are they going to go about finding someone who's going to facilitate for this offense? He has learned through the Kendrick Davis process. He always wants that. I think that's very clear with him going after JQ as hard as he did. And tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
everyone, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. We got a very special guest with me, our first ever athlete in the building. Matter of fact, first ever pro athlete in the building. This is my man, plays for the Memphis 901 FC. My boy, Knight Pickering, is in the building. Knight, what's going on, brother? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Man, good. Good to have you on, man. You're sitting here. I'm, I'm awestruck by your story, man. You're 18 years old. You were playing professional soccer here in Memphis for the 901 FC. I can't even wrap my mind around that type of stuff. Like, I've seen guys who've gone straight to the pros out of high school and guys who have NIL, NIL deals and all those type of things. But to have one in my, a guy like <laughs> you in my face, it's, it's still hard to kind of process what you're doing, man. Um, just starting off, what is it like to play professional sports at such, such a young age, traveling, all these type of things with adults, guys who have kids, their kids want, want to meet you and get your autograph, all these type of things. What is it like being your age and playing professional sports with these guys who are older than you on the team? Um, I'd say it's a good learning experience especially, mm -hmm. but, I mean, it's nice to know that you're young and you're, you're already here, but mm -hmm. as soon as you get here, you're, you're just the same as them. Like, right. they might be however many years older than me, yeah. 15, whatever. Um, but once you get here, you're you're just in the same position as them. You're in the same team as them. You're fighting for the same goal as them. So, I mean, I'd say once you get here, you're just in the same position as them. So what's your uh, – another thing I was super curious about. I got questions that, like, they're probably stupid questions. But they're no just, just kind of, like, nah. racking my brain, of, uh, like, these type of questions. So, like, what about school? Like, you go to school or whatever? Yeah, I still, I'm still finishing high school right now. Like, is that homeschool? Or you yeah, it's, ho it's online. Man, you you living the life, man. <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. I'm jealous of your life, man, for real. Because you're you're an 18 year old young man, but you're not. You don't have. Do you have any desire to be on campus anywhere? Like to go to regular school? No, I mean, I don't have. A, I wouldn't say I have a desire. Mm -hmm. And also, just with the um, how often you have to train and mm -hmm. the times you have to train, yeah. you can't. Like you have to. Um, you have to be online because. Yeah. They're training at times. You can't. You would have to be at school and all this. So. Right. Because, see, yeah, I, I was simply thinking about, like, being on campus, being that dude. Because I'm sure you would be that dude you was on campus. Maybe. Maybe I would. But, but you I, see, you that dude just walking down the street, so you ain't got to worry about all that type of stuff. Yeah, for sure, man. But um, what do you think about the city of Memphis? You've been here about a year now. You came to 901FC around this time last year. What do you think about the Memphis, the city, the food? What do you like to do for fun? Um, you... For fun? I haven't done much around the city. I mean, uh, today... Had a pretty fun day. We went mm -hmm. to um, the PGA Tour. Mm, okay, yeah, pick yeah. up tickets, so yeah. that was good. Um, around the city, I wouldn't say I've done much around it, but, I mean, I, I enjoy the city. I enjoy um, – mm. there's some good food spots downtown. What you I, like? Um, I like this place called Maciel's. I don't know if you've been yeah. there. Yeah. You've been there? Yeah, like at, like, uh, it's like uh, Mexican food. Yeah, it's Mexican yeah. food. yeah. Yeah, all these places downtown are right. nice to go. I, I have liked the food. That's one thing I've liked about Memphis. That's for what's sure. up, man. That's definitely that's that's dope for sure. Um, when you're like out on the road and you're like doing road trips, you're traveling in this city, you're back in Memphis for a little bit. You know, your parents are in a whole another you know city or whatever. Do you ever think like, okay, this is, this might be a little bit too much for me? Like maybe I need to just go back to school or whatever. Or do you are you like man to hell with all that? Like this is this is the life. Like how does how do you balance those type nah, of things? No, I, I mean I say I don't ever think like ah oh, mm. this is too much. I, I mean I think yeah I enjoy it. Um, traveling. I mean that's a good that's a underrated thing I think about playing this sport. You get to travel. I mean we were just on a road trip, but um and we traveled to three different cities in like a week. Yeah. So it's nice. Like, you get to travel around the country, see all these different cities for free. Mm -hmm. 
and I mean, and you're playing the sport as your job, like I think it's a really enjoyable life. I wouldn't say I have any regrets. What was it like uh, when you scored your first goal? The the swag, the fashion you scored it in. My man kicked the the bicycle kick on y'all folks, man, and scored his first goal. What was it like doing it? Your first professional game, your first goal. Y'all won. You beat the MLS team. Like, what was all that like, man, in your first game? Um, it was unreal. I mean, yeah, to score obviously like any goal in your first game, whether it's a tap in or whatever, it's, yeah, it's amazing to score in your first game. And I always dreamed of it. And yeah. I, I mean, I had my whole life. Uh, I was 17 years old to think about oh mm -hmm. what if I score my my first game and then whenever I actually got that opportunity to sub in in that game I was like all right let me try to take this and yeah. get a goal and then to score like that a bicycle kick is unreal yeah, that shit was crazy yeah. I, wa I watched it two or three times a day for real like that was a super dope clip and um just being transparent about myself this is my first year watching mm -hmm. 9 FC they've been here for a few years now this yeah. is my first time attending games the way that I even got interested in soccer this year, my son, who's nine years old, plays FIFA, yeah. a video game. And honestly, he was playing this other game at the house, and I saw him playing that. Then I was like, hey, I, I bet FIFA is better than this. So I bought him FIFA. We're playing FIFA, going crazy at each other, about to kill each other playing <laughs> FIFA. And I learned the game. I learned the rules, offsides, all those type of things. And from there, it turned me into a fan. Do you what do you think about like that video game? Did, did you play the game? I'm yeah, sure you I played, played it like crazy. Yeah. yeah, I mean I played it like crazy when I yeah. was a kid. So you've heard those type of stories before that that's a that's a gateway. A lot of people start playing that game. I have I have actually heard that a lot. Yeah. Like people start playing that game and then they really get into soccer. So yeah, yeah I mean I have I've heard that a lot. Yeah, because I'm all in, man. I'm, I'm Bluff City Mafia <laughs> been this joint now. But uh, you, you've seen the Bluff City Mafia. Right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What sure you think fans. about when they play whoop that trick when y'all score a goal? You like nice. You, you can yeah, get for with sure. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Oh, another question. Um, I used to work for this charter school, right? This elementary school, and the the principal of the school, the founder of the school, his um, his philosophy as far as sports were a little different than most sports here in this, in, in most schools here in Memphis. Yeah, most schools basketball is king or football is king, and that's it. His number one uh, sport was soccer. He wanted mm -hmm. the kids to play soccer from kindergarten all the way through high school. That was his. That was his goal, to get kids on that route. And he said the reasoning was there's so many kids trying to play basketball, so many kids trying to play football. I want my kids to go this route because there's a lot more scholarships available. There's longevity in the sport, mm -hmm. a lot more money to be made. I'm sure you agree. I'm sure you've heard similar things. from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do agree with that, um, what you just said. Like, and you just made a point, though. Mm -hmm. that, um, there's a lot of money in this sport. And also, yeah. I think – I've seen reason, some of these contracts. <laughs> the reason is because um, – it's just like it's a worldwide sport. Mm -hmm. I mean, like there's these sports like football and basketball and baseball. They're really big in the U.S. and they're big in some other countries too. Right. But I mean, like the the sport football or soccer, it's big everywhere. Yeah. Like, and I'm seeing it. Yeah, yeah. there's e every country plays this sport. Every like they play it on their streets, whatever. So if you look at it like that, I mean, it just it's a fast growing sport. It's a fast growing sport in America too, which it, in the recent years it's been growing fast. So. I think that's just a big part of why it would be good to invest in playing yeah. soccer and whatever because uh, the whole the whole world plays it. So you you spoke about uh, how soccer is such a global game. Mm -hmm. The United States national team, as far as soccer, World Cup, and all these type of Olympics, all these type of things, they aren't known for being a powerhouse in mm -hmm. the slightest. We're yeah. pretty much behind other countries. What do you think is stopping the United States from? Jumping to that level for being a powerhouse type of team, led by guys like you who could be, uh -huh. you know, that guy in the future. 
Well, I actually think um, it leads to the point you just made about mm. kids playing it when they're young. I think yeah. uh, um, in the recent years, we've seen USA become a better team, and they have more more players playing in these higher leagues in Europe. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And even in this last World Cup, I think we had a good showing from the U.S., and um, they went pretty far. They got knocked out in the round of 16 to a good team. But yeah. I think the maybe why we're behind it is because oh, when all these countries uh, – their kids are playing on the streets since they're like five years old. Yeah. They're just growing up um, with a passion for this game and uh, um, growing up living the game almost and playing it every single day. That's just obviously they just grow more, more yeah. talented for it because they're, they've been playing it since, they're, since they were born almost. Yeah, yeah. So I think maybe because in America, that's how we America dominates every other sport. I'd say like baseball, football, mm-hmm. all this stuff because people grow up in their – they're wanting to play football. They want to play basketball. So right. we obviously have the best players in that in that regard because they grew up playing it. Yeah, I totally agree, man. Like I said, um, it's it's also maybe I'll kind of talk in a more of a forty year old mindset. Like the resources, it's it's not a it's kind of a it's a lot of a lot of the leagues these kids have to play in. You have to pay uh-huh. those type of things. But yeah, I think like you said, if more elementary schools can get involved. And you know, having something as part of the free public school thing, it could definitely be, um, it could definitely change things. I definitely agree with you, though, man. Um, you said that when you were coming up, you did play FIFA, things like that. Mm-hmm. What players did you admire, like guys that are professional now? What, what were your favorite guys coming? Up? Um, I mean, I just liked all the attacking guys. I'm an attacker, mm-hmm. so I like players like Ronaldo, Messi. Mm-hmm. Obviously, those are the best guys. So who couldn't like them? Yeah. Um, Lewandowski. I don't know if you know him. Um, I'm with you on other two, though. Huh? The other two you said, I'm with you. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, just players like my that. boy Mbappe. Mbappe, my guy. yeah, yeah. That's my mean, guy. Yeah. Neymar Jr. Neymar, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are all guys that you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say technically I had a number one favorite player. Mm-hmm. I liked watching. I just liked watching the guys that were the best at it. Yeah. Just watching them play, it's exciting. So my man Messi is here in the United States mm-hmm. doing his thing in Miami. Um, just. Wrecking shit, killing people. You know what I mean, <laughs> what are you? What are your thoughts on what he's doing? Him being in the United States. Have you seen him play since he's been here? No. Yeah. What's what's it? What are your thoughts on him being here? Um, I think it's great for the league and for the country. I mean, every time I watch a game, they always mm. talk about how Beckham came and um, it was a big thing for American soccer. I think it was because it did. Like, I think the MLS has grown a lot since like players <laughs> like Beckham came. But mm-hmm. I mean, Messi coming to the league is unbelievable. You can see every single game sold out just yeah. to watch him. And every like almost everyone knows Messi. Like, yeah, he's such a big name. He's such a big um, character. So I mean, I think it's great um, to expose the league to more eyes, and, mm-hmm. um, expose the country to a good player, and uh, um, I think it would be good for the league. Um, I think it would be good for the country too. You, um, I'm not gonna say it's not a big deal to you, uh-huh. but you you're pretty settled in on where you are. I'm blown away about your story that you're this young man playing professional sports. Like I think that's incredible. To you, I'm sure it's a big deal, but you're not probably you've already said you're not overwhelmed by it. You're very uh-huh. comfortable with it. Um, but I'm thinking like, okay, this kid is gonna be this one day. He's gonna be on the cover of this video game this day, or he's gonna have a jersey or, or endorsement deal, whatever. What are some of your personal goals? Like, what what do you want to see yourself when when you're done and you're wrapping it up for good? What, what do you what, what are your goals as far as um, I wouldn't say I set um, any standard for myself to mm-hmm. reach like a, a final target. I think I just wanna you just gotta work every day and work as hard as you can to mm-hmm. become the best you can because maybe some people don't have the like maybe people don't have the ceiling to become a 
the best player in the world or um, one of the best players in the world, but you just got to work. If you work as hard as you can and you do the right things, I mean, you'll become as good as you possibly could, your personal self. So, I mean, that's my goal, I'd say. If I can get into these European leagues, get in these top leagues and play, mm-hmm. um, that would be great. I mean, I just want to – I'm still 18, so I just want to keep learning from older players, learning uh, um, from people people around me, and then becoming as good as I can. But, yeah, that's good stuff, man. That's my man, Knight Pickering, I'm telling you. Y'all better enjoy this man while you see him because you're going to see him somewhere huge, big time, big time stuff. You better see him while you can. Go get some tickets to 901 FC. I'm telling you, it's super fun. I go to a ton of the games. It's a great experience. Like I said, they play whoop that trick when they score a goal, <laughs> man. Why y'all acting like y'all don't get up for whoop that trick? So check out my boy Knight Pickering. Go get some tickets, man. Memphis901FC.com slash tickets. They're going to be playing up until September. I think the playoffs jump up around jump off around October. Go see my guy, man, Knight Pickering. Knight, I appreciate you coming on, bro. I appreciate you, man. I've man. had a blast. For sure, I got to get that jersey up, Bobby, though. Sure. They're going to go to break right you. quick. Yeah, I got you. No, you got, I got you. That's what's going to happen. But, yeah, we're about to go to break, man. When we come back, we're doing the three-pointer here on the Answer the Same Show. We'll see you guys in a minute. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student-athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. Will Memphis play a team of that caliber in the regular season this year? Wow. I asked a similar question. I'm going to say no because I don't know. With, are we talking like four legitimate NBA guys? That's what I'm saying. Like they have absolute NBA players. Like what team are you going to play that has I mean, that I think many there's guaranteed There's probably a, a potential in the Bahamas, Atlantis, battle for Atlantis. I mean, on you're talking one team? On one team. I mean, I think it depends on who you get matched up. That is so rare. Four. From a perfe- I know. TJ, from a professional standpoint, probably not. Tune in to Tigers Untapped with TJ Willis and Trey Lasley every Wednesday at 3 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. All right, y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. Time to jump into the three-pointer where we talk about three events in the world of sports that are pressing that you got to talk about. Number one, my man, John Moran. Happy birthday to your brother. Uh, John Moran turned 24 years old today. You guys watch this on Friday, but y'all know what's up, man. The John only, Moran. The only Big 12 we care about. Only Big 12 we care about. We don't come in on Big 12, man. We don't come in on you know, Big 12 conference, man. So my man, John Morant, his, his, his Kobe birthday, number 24, for my man, John Morant. Uh, uh, hopefully, Jai has a great uh, birthday. Hope he celebrates big time. Hope he kicks it. Hope he does whatever he wants to do. I hope he goes somewhere where no phones are allowed, uh, no guns are allowed. Can you stop a feel? Uh, that would be nice. But yeah, party like a rock star, Jai, for sure. Uh, salute to you, for sure. <laughs> but um, Jai also had a shoe release today. Uh, the Wet Cement Jai 1 came out today. That's the orange joint. Uh, with the uh, the gray so I like I like that colorway. It's pretty dope. It was um 
released on the sneakers app. It wasn't on the Nike.com. It was on the sneakers app, which is usually where you're, you're more high profile, less available. You know what I mean? More prestigious shoes end up going. Um, and that shoe was gone like in minutes. I know people said they came logged in at nine, tried to buy the shoe. It was sold out at nine, just like that. Um, so that, you know, shout out to that. Also uh, today, Friday, whenever you're watching the show, you know, we record on Thursday. Um, Another one comes out. They're calling this the day one, which doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. I meant to get with um, uh, the Michael Cole to see what that means, but this shoe is called the day one as well, and it's white, gray, and orange. It's, it's pretty. It's, it's, it's cool, man. It's, 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 it's an it's everyday a, kind of job. You it feels wear. like a basic shoe, Yeah, but it's still looks It's low good. profile and it's clean. Yeah, I like it. I, w- I will be uh, getting those for sure. That's happening. Um. But yeah, this is what I think Nike is doing. Um, the the first few runs of Jaws that came out, they were selling out in minutes. You couldn't get them. Uh, this last pair, this uh, the uh, the few was one I have on my feet. They came out. You could get them. You still can get them. They have those in a ton of sizes still left. Um, I think they made a lot of those. They made those available for the public. I know people who have uh, Nike employees were telling me that they could get them on their discount. That type of thing makes you think that they made enough of those in an attempt to make sure everybody everybody who wanted some could get some. This shoe feels like it's going to be the same way, the one that's coming out tomorrow on Friday. Uh, they're calling that one the day one, like I said. I think that um, I think that one's going to be the same thing. It's going to be on the same plan where they want to, it's just going to be a regular Nike shoe. You can get, employees get it on discount, all those type of things. So, uh, yeah, shout out to Ja. Happy birthday to you, 12. Um, and salute to two shoes they're dropping. Then they got a kid's one that's another color that's coming out tomorrow. Like, that's dope, too, man. They've got shoes that are, like, only for kids. Like, the colors don't yeah, even come that's out pretty cool. for yeah. adults. Gabe's got one of those, the water fight joints or whatever, pool party, whatever it is. But, yeah, shout out to uh, John Moran again for his birthday. Uh, number two, Jason Tatum, one of the biggest stars in the NBA, one of my favorite players in the NBA, uh, is in town for the FedEx St. Jude uh, Classic golf tournament here in town. Uh, he was interviewed, and he shared his – he's playing in the program. He ain't playing out there, you know, the big boys. and But he shared his thoughts on Marcus Smart. Uh, but before I get into that, man, they talked about his time when he played for the Memphis War Eagles AAU team. And he was just name-dropping guys he played with. He was like, I played with, like, Tyler Harris, the Lawson brothers. I think he said Chris Chioza might have been on that team too. Jason like, Tatum played for that team? Yeah. And I- just to hear him talk about – you didn't know that? I had no clue. <laughs> yeah. And just to hear him talk about Memphis kids like that, I'm like, damn. And like, he just kind of blew your mind. He was like, yeah, man, all the losses. I'm cool with all of them. I'm like, man, this is crazy. My boy Tatum, you know, he's got those Memphis roots like that or whatever. But uh, I'll let y'all take with that. He's with us, man. Yeah, what you want. But no, nah, I'm just joking on that whole thing. <laughs> but he uh, he dropped some quotes on uh, Marcus Smart to Mark Giannato, who was uh, in attendance at the FedEx St. Jude. He said, they're getting the leader, talking about the Grizzlies. He said, Tatum told, uh, Tatum told the commercial, Memphis Commercial Appeal, they're getting a guy who's a winner, who's been to the playoffs every year. We've been to the finals together, obviously, so he knows what it takes to get there. Obviously, extremely talented, the best defender in the league. He's just a guy that you love to have on your team. Jason Tatum, I totally agree with you. Uh, I'm super excited about Marcus Smart being here. Tatum also has some very uh, nice things to say about Memphis, how you know he likes the city and how the city's going to like Marcus and all those type of things. And, uh, yeah, man, like this. Shout out to uh, Jason Taylor. Uh, now I'm a little bit upset for number three, uh, Kenny Stubberfield. We just got this information during the break. 
The NBA, uh, Kenny Stubberfield, released its um, Christmas Day schedule for this year. Uh, five games, Kenny. Uh, this, is, this is disappointing. <laughs> your Memphis Grizzlies are not on it. I'm not surprised with with job being away. Uh, that that 25 games, I think for sure includes Christmas. If I'm, if I'm not mistaken, that I feels like a that feels honestly like a punishment. Maybe. Yeah. Like, let's, let's let's break down the schedule. Now we'll run through this real fast, and I'll just kind of share what I think about it. Uh, number one, Bucks versus Knicks. Get Even when the Knicks have been terrible, they've made these Christmas Day games. So I think they weren't in it last year. Now they're back. It's the New they, York market. They're irrelevant, so they're back. You got to put them up there, whatever, I guess. I know my man Paris Shark is in the building, but I'm I'm, I'm going to take a shit on this one because... Hey, Paris back here talking, too. I know he is, man. 76ers versus Heat. Get out of my face with that Miami Heat stuff. Now I know the Miami Heat went to the NBA Finals. Looked like they totally didn't belong there when they got there. Hey, but I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go there at all. I'm 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 not gonna knock any team who goes farther than my team. But Miami lost two of their biggest role players. Man, they lost. I'm not gonna like these dudes are like superstars, but they lost two very important guys. Man, they lost my boy Max Struess and they lost my boy uh, what's his name? Duncan. Gabe Vincent. Oh, Gabe Vincent. Yeah, yeah. Duncan's still there. Yeah, Gabe Vincent. I mean, come on, man. And y'all, y'all wasn't good, man. I'll be mean, all right, whatever. They're, they're fine. Whatever. But anyway, I'm hating because of Miami Heat are there, man. I'm just, you know, say what y'all want to say. You, Celtics, you, like, do you know ahead. what it is? Let me tell you what it is. The NBA is expecting that Miami's absolutely getting Dame, and they're going to have Dame. Oh, yeah. That's what they're doing. Yeah, that's what they're doing. Yep. That's, that's what, what they're, they're doing. doing. They're saying we got to, well, they're going to be great because they got Dame. Yeah. And then, I hope Portland says, man, man screw y'all, off, bro. Like, Dame these. <laughs> he said, "Dang these." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah we Celtics. got Parrish back here mumbling, bro. Man, man's mumbling. Man, grab the mic, man. Come on, come on up here, Parrish. Grab the mic, man. Gotta cut him out of damn Miami Heat, man. You back there mumbling, man? What you talking about? I'm worried about it. Confirmed. You know, Dang going to Miami. Man, get out of here, man. Get out of here, bro. Y'all the most entitled team. I'm watching Winning Time of the night, and I'm like, look at Pat Riley, punk ass, man. Get, get out of here, man. Anyway, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Lakers versus Celtics, I get it, of course. Now this is about to piss me off too, man. Tell me, tell, me, bro. If it is, if it is, and I'm hating, bro. I ain't lying. I mean, I ain't gonna lie like I ain't hating. What, what you were saying, Kenny? If it's, is it the Mavericks? Mavericks versus the Suns, man. Like freaking, man. The folks didn't make the playoffs last year, bro. They gonna suck again. Anyway, man, get out of here with this stuff. Warriors Nuggets, of course, it's gonna be dope. That game should have been Grizzlies versus Suns, man. Nah, but if y'all ain't there, I ain't gonna, man. I'm hating, but I'm, I'm I really ain't got shit to hate about. But whatever, man. Whatever. We, I ain't watching. It's bah humbug. Bah humbug. I ain't watching that crap. I'm almost positive that the, nah, they won't. He won't be back by December. It, it, Christmas, he'll be back. 25 games, he'll be back by Christmas because they start October in late October. Man, look at my face. I'm looking crazy. Man, forget all this, man. We about to take a break, man. We're not gonna, you know, break any news on JQ's looking awesome. A great table like, yeah. setter. Oh right. yeah, facilitator. But, 
But just to think about him with this team at full strength conducting it, it is salivating what he could do with this yeah. team from a from a point guard perspective this season. Penny has learned over the years, like year one through four, it was Alex Lomax and oh shoot, what are they like? How are they going to go about finding someone who's going to facilitate for this offense? He has learned through the Kendrick Davis process. He always wants that. I think that's very clear with him going after JQ as hard as he did. And tune into On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn. Every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel. Has FAU somersaulted over a lot of other teams as like your most aggravating fan base? Oh, easily. They just think they are so elite because they made this one run. You won this one fluky ass game where there were six or seven different calls. Everyone we're up in arms about like what, what are we talking about and it's not like a thing where they're like hey memphis great game you guys are great competitors i can't wait to see what the future holds between us because if they said that i would respect them i don't respect the fau fans i don't tune in to tigers untapped with tj willis and trey lasley every wednesday at 3 p.m on the bluff city media youtube channel Y'all, welcome back to the Anthony Sane Show. As I told y'all in the beginning of the show, I had a very special guest from 901 Wrestling. I was just out there last Saturday night. My man, DJ Fury, winner of the Wild Card Rumble. Big time stuff, my boy, <laughs> DJ Fury in the building. DJ, what's going on? What man? is going on, Mr. Anthony Sane? How's it going, brother? Man, good to be here. Good to have you here, man. First of all, congratulations Thank on you, winning Thank the you. 2023 Wild Card Rumble. I was in the building, like I said. The crowd went wild. My son, all the kids in the building went crazy. You the man. You know that already. Uh, you eliminated MJ Davis. It was you and him. I ain't going to lie to you, MJ Davis. I thought that was your ass, man. <laughs> I thought that was your ass, and it was you and MJ Davis in there by yourself. You pulled it out, man, like you always do. Super excited for you, man. What was it like uh, being in the middle of the ring, eliminating MJ, crowd going crazy? Such a big night, such a big occasion that you guys were doing uh, in honor of Devin Taylor, man. What was it like? You know what I mean? To to win and be there and then be sitting in the ring celebrate. Man, it was it was definitely something emotional, you know, because like you said, it was it was dedicated to the wild card himself, Devin Taylor. I um tagged up with him a few times. Mm -hmm. Great young man, you know, very respectful. And to mm -hmm. win something that was dedicated to somebody that I respected so much absolutely meant the world. And the crowd reaction, I mean, I it's just it just came something something that just can't be replayed, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just an amazing moment seeing everybody get up out of their seats, the kids going nuts, you mm. know. That's that's why I love the sport so much, man. It's because I can get that type of effect on people. Well, DJ, you're you're a, you're a smaller guy. Yeah. It ain't the first time you heard. Oh this. yeah, this and, and and I I I was wanting to check on your mental state, Saturday, because you had the option mm -hmm. when you win the uh, wild card rumble, you could pick who you want to fight. You had either Kevin Bless, who's 18, 19 champion, or you can get Hunter Havoc, who's been on the show before. You guys have seen him. You could fight him for the, you know, the 901 championship. I said, this brother better pick uh, Bless, because Bless is, you know, he ain't the biggest brother his own stuff. You know, he's a tough competitor, but, you know, <laughs> he ain't Hunter Havoc. That is, this is true. This and is you, true. you quickly spit out Hunter Havoc, like, with no hesitation, who's probably four times your size, brother. You know what I mean? About, about eight or four. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something like that. So, with that being said, 
When I'm not gonna get into, I ain't gonna get into the why you chose what because yeah. I'm just just know I support you. Bro. Yeah, no, he's good. So when are you gonna challenge him? Like when is that gonna go down? Well, our next show date for now on one is gonna be August the 19th, mm-hmm. and all I can say is if everybody wants to find out when I'm gonna take on Hunter Havoc, gotta show up August the 19th and find out. You know, come check out the action. Doors are gonna be open Saturday morning, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, definitely August the 19th might be the day. And I challenge Hunter Havoc for that title. Okay. I know I'll be in the building for sure, man. Right. The Saturday morning experience just hit different, bro. It does, like, man. It, right. it really fit, brings back that nostalgia, you know, that we had when we were kids, you know, whatever. <clears throat> I know that you you shared something Saturday night that I didn't really know. You said that you were coming back from injuries. You had you had to take some time away, like some major time away. Yeah. And absolutely. the doctor was like, man, you probably need to let this go. Uh, what was that like? Uh, kind of tell us what your journey back was like. And what what is like now getting back in the ring? Well, it was it was a rough one because um, I uh, damaged mm-hmm. my left knee. My left knee was just mm-hmm. just done. I couldn't barely hardly walk or anything. So, you know, the doctor looks me in my face and just tells me straight mm-hmm. up, "Look, man, you're gonna have to have to call this quits. You're you're not gonna make it in this business. Yeah. I'm sorry. You know, I know it's kind of devastating. You know, we're not saying it because of your size. And I was like, yeah, you kind of are, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, might as well I, say you it. might as well say it's because uh-huh. I'm small, but. It just, at first it brought me down because, you know, I'm just like, well, there are doctors. I mean, they they know this stuff. But Mm -hmm. then at the end of the day, I was like, that's not me. I'm not the person that just gives up just because something gets hard. I I feel like it pushes me to become better and stronger. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I went to rehabilitation, got got my knee worked out, got everything I needed to. And then I just waited for my moment. I took a few other shows out here and about trying to get the swing back into things. Mm And then I finally got that message I've been waiting for for four years, the 901 telling, asking me, hey, are you ready? And I was like, yeah, oh, man. you better believe I am. Yeah, for sure. So it's definitely to me like a great redemption story, Yeah, you know, as far as coming back and getting back in it and now, you know, skyrocketing, as people would say, in the 901. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's, it's super dope for real to see you back. And you definitely came in. Uh, making a lot of noise. Yes, sir. Uh, you, you're an entertainer. You can dance your ass off. <laughs> when the kid, when your first little, that first little downbeat come in and they see that record come up on the screen, all the kids, they get up there, hey, yo. <laughs> like they know you're about to bring the show. You know what I mean? My my son gets super excited. All the kids get super excited. Something, that's one of the aspects of 901 Wrestling and also your own, your own personality that just really makes you stand out. Um, what, how important is that to you, uh, the, the the kids, the, the way, you know, the kids come out and support you? And also, you know, kids are about to be getting in free soon. Mm-hmm. Like, how does all that tie together? And uh, and what can you tell us about the whole experience the kids have when they come to the show? Well, I think it's absolutely important mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. our youth involved, you mm-hmm. know, in the shows, you know. And because... <sighs> I mean, kids, like you said, kids love it when I come out there. I go out there mm-hmm. and I dance and all that. Because everybody's seen the rough and tough guys. Yeah. And everybody's seen, you know, the scary voodoo-looking guys. But, you know, nobody really gets to see a guy that, you know, just sit there and do dance moves that the kids know on Fortnite or, you know, mm-hmm. something they've seen before. They're just like, oh, I can do that dance too. And they'll come after me after the show and be like, hey, you know how to do this dance and this mm-hmm. dance. And it just it touches my heart because, you know, what I do, most people look down on. They see me as it's, it's just something violent. But to me, it's I'm inspiring kids, mm-hmm. you know, to get out of the streets, now doing something they don't need to be doing, but come and enjoy themselves and mm-hmm. make them feel like they are part of the 901 because they are. Yeah. They're a huge part of the 901 wrestling business. And especially to me, they're a huge part of my heart. And I absolutely love the support of the kids every time I come to the show. Yeah. And kids, as far as kids getting in free, yes, um, Saturday morning, 
August 19th, mm-hmm. kids are getting in free. And I think that's just absolutely amazing when I heard that announcement because I feel like the more kids we bring in, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. the bigger the draw of adults will get in there and be like, well, my kids absolutely love it. And then adults are like, well, you yeah. know, hey, let me see what these kids are all talking about. You know, what, who is this DJ Fury kid? They're always talking about dancing yeah. and stuff. And then when they get to come see it, they're like, oh, now nah, I got to bring my kids. You know, it's <laughs> right. just it's just a building cycle that I think is just yeah. an amazing thing we're doing. Exciting stuff, man. Like you said, August 19th, uh, Saturday morning show. Kids do get in free. Just more specifics about that. Uh, all kids 12 and under get in free with the purchase of an adult general admission ticket. Don't drop your kids off at the door. No, nah, don't do thinking that. You got, do that. you got a car full of kids. <laughs> gonna drop them off and, no, it's one kid, one kid per adult, if we I'm not mistaken. We, we right. ain't got the bus yet. So, we right. <laughs> so yeah, make sure y'all check that out. Though. That's awesome, man. The kids get in free uh, with that adult general admission ticket, man. As a parent, that's, that sounds incredible for sure, man. Um, in addition to Saturday Morning Live, the show you guys do on Saturday mornings, uh, one Wrestling continues their monthly Saturday night shows as well uh, that are going to be starting next month on Labor Day weekend, that first Saturday in the month. Um, anything else, man? Any any words you want to say to Hunter Havoc uh, before we let before we get you up out of here? You know what? Yeah, let me let me go ahead and say a few things to Hunter Havoc. You know, I, I watched the last. Last show he was on here with yeah. you and uh, oh talking talk, that good stuff talking about all that. Talking oh, ain't none of these dudes ready yet. And, and you know, and I, I'll give it to Hunter Havoc. I will give him credit. The man is a monster yeah. in that ring. Like anybody that steps up to him, everybody in the audience automatically is like, "Oh no, there's no way, there's no absolutely no uh-huh. way." And I know that's what a lot of people are gonna think seeing me step up to Hunter Havoc. But the main thing I want Hunter Havoc to understand is that he's stepping up against somebody that he's never seen before he's mm-hmm. facing against a guy that you think you beat him down so many times he's he's done but i just get stronger each and every time and i feel like hunter havoc saying he ain't had nobody to challenge him this is the challenger right here and i'm very confident that i can go against there against hunter havoc and prove to everybody why i was the wild card winner and soon to be 901 champion Man, I love Put that it. in the bank, bro. I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> Write it down with a sharpie, man. Put it down with a sharpie. Yes, sir. And my boy DJ Fury, <laughs> man, not one wrestling. The winner of the Wild Card Rumble, soon to take on Hunter Havoc. Very soon in the 901 for the 901 Championship, man. It's going down. Tickets are available. You can get them at the door. You can get them at the website, 901wrestling.com. Check it out, my boy DJ Fury. About to take a break, man. When we come back, we're going to wrap this thing up with the same brain. We'll see you guys in a minute. What's up, guys? I'm so excited to announce that we have partnered with Coaching for Literacy, and you can read more about them at coachingforliteracy.org or follow them on social media at Coaching for Literacy. Your subscription to Bluff City NIL is 100% tax deductible because of our partnership together. Thank you for supporting Memphis Tiger student athletes and helping promote the monumental cause of childhood literacy. It's hard to poke a hole in this roster. I mean, it's weird saying that in August, but just looking at the spread of it, the way it's the way it's worked out and come together, and what the staff has done. Once again, flowers are deserved. Because like if you're poking a hole, it's all kind of more abstract thoughts. Absolutely. Like how are they going to gel? Yep. If you're just talking roles. They have every role filled. Yep, we won't know that for months. Yeah. So instead of harping on that, like you know, some people are going to get fired up about that now. Like. Just looking at what's built and where this could potentially go is pretty cool. Tune in to On the Bluff with Christian Fowler and Gabe Kuhn every Tuesday at 12 p.m. on the Bluff City Media YouTube channel.
Welcome back, everyone, to the final segment of the Anthony Sane Show. Props to all of our guests that we had today, both of our guests. My boy, Knight Pickering, man, super smooth dude, super cool kid, man. That kid has no clue how awesome his life is, I don't oh. think. I don't think, man, because when we talked to him off the air, he was like, I said, man, what did you realize that, you know, you was him? Yeah. He said, well, oh, when I was 15 playing with pros. Like, dude. Man. What? <laughs> like, like, it's something about, yeah, of course you did then, man. But I'm sure you did before then, too, right? But, like, yeah, man, I'm super excited for him, man. It, there's, a, there's a reason why God didn't gift me and you with nah, elite level nah. athleticism. <laughs> yeah, I, I would not be humble enough. Because at 15. I've been acting a fool. At 18, me and you'd be acting a damn fool, fool if we had that level of athleticism and I've could been, play. I've been game. at Wooddale High School. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when we online this nothing. Dude, <laughs> tell me, tell me Knight didn't come across like a just a damn machine. Like yeah. he was just like Oh, he's a sports machine. He's just a He probably don't care about none of this other goofy stuff. He's yeah, probably he's, super focused. He's like, whatever. Man. Life. I'm 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 out here winning right now. Yeah, man, yeah. for sure. And I'm happy for him, man. Props to my boy, my boy Knight, man. Oh man, I forgot. I forgot the, uh, my jersey, man. I, I, I got my jersey off my boy, too. You'll probably see that John me looking extra medium next next show or whatever. I don't know. He let me get the jersey off his back, man. So props to my boy, uh, Knight Pickering, for sure. Uh, also, my guy, DJ Fury. Check out uh, uh, 901, Memphis 901, uh, 901 Wrestling. Go to the website. Get those tickets, man, for the next show. The Saturday morning joint is going to be off the chain, for sure. Uh, props to the guys at 901 Wrestling for coming through and showing love, as always. But... Inside the same brain this week, uh, you know, you just you just kind of like you ever like got a new car, and it's like you don't notice. Like as soon as you get your new car, you start seeing a bunch of your your car or whatever it is, or you buy a certain color car. It's just like <laughs> every every car on the road is yeah. your color. Uh, yeah. Um. In my apartment complex, I've got a few neighbors that I see just kind of sitting in the car, and they're not particularly doing anything. They're just kind of sitting there, right? And then I started looking on Facebook, and there's a lot of posts about, you know, how long do you sit in your car before you go in the house? I was like, this is, like, what is this? Like, is this real? You know what I mean? So um, I started, you know, digging into it. And just and I put out a post today, and I said, look, I don't understand this. Why do y'all sit in the car? Now, I know we typically talk about something the user has. We went from, like, literally black history the other day to, like, <laughs> like absolutely nothing today. <laughs> but... Um, I'm just, hey, I'm hey, just, this is inside the same brain. Yeah, this it's inside this the same brain. That's what it is. All right. So I'm asking you, Kenny Stubberfield, when you get home, is there a sit in the car for a while process or do you go straight in the house? Now, I know you've got a wife, you got kids, you got a busy life. Do you go straight in the house or do you sit in the car for a while? I sit in the car for a while. Man, what? Like, okay. A lot of people said the same thing. A lot of people said the same thing. And I had some people that agree with me, like, I don't get it. I don't understand why y'all are doing it. I talk, One of my neighbors said that she fell asleep in her car waiting to go into the house. I'm mm. like, what? Like, how do you? Now, I'll say this. There are some people who say, okay, I smoke cigarettes. I smoke marijuana. So I do all that in the car because I don't want my kids to know I do that, see me do that, whatever. And I have some people say, well, I do it because I just need I just need a moment. Like, I, 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 I'm at work and I'm this person. And I have to come home and be mom or dad or whoever. So I just need a minute to break down. I kind of get that too. I live alone. Whenever Gabe's with me, he's in the car with me. So I can't really take a break from him. You know what I mean? Right. So I can't relate to that. But it's a, it's strange. It's strange to me. It's admittedly strange. I'm not going to act like it's not strange to me. But I get it. But 
Here's my thing, man. When you're driving in Memphis roads, when you're driving through infinities, literally infinities and beyond, <laughs> um, there's no part of a car that I want once I make it home. I'm trying to get out of that car and thank the Lord on high that I made it. But I get it. Um, I had I, I had a revelation today, man. I asked this question, and people were telling me this is what I do. These are the reasons why I do it. I said, hey, maybe I need to start sitting in the car a little bit longer myself. Kenny Stubberfield. What would you do in there? What would you do? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And one, one girl was like, I have one lady was like, I have to, I sit there and I make sure I don't forget anything. And once I go in the house, I don't, I hate going back out to my car. So I sit there and I just really process my thoughts. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, Maybe that could be your next question to, to the people that follow you on Facebook and Twitter. Was it? Is reasons why they sit in the car. What do you do when you're in the car? And maybe yeah. test some of those out and see if it kind of, yeah. you know, enhances your life a little bit. Cause see, I, I love, I love getting, I love coming home and running in the house, taking a shower, eating that type of stuff. I typically got food with me in the car. So I'm not trying to sit in the car. I hate eating in my car. Like, yeah. All of it. So I don't, I'll say this. And you know, this when you got gay with you, mm-hmm. when you're coming home and you know, you're about to walk into a house with an 11 year old and a nine year old, mm-hmm. you got to brace yourself. You got to, there's a level of, of everything kind of ramps up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's something about sitting in the car for a few minutes, just to gather yourself and prepare yourself for what's about to come. For you, when Gabe's not with you, I'm ready to get in the, the house. The quietness of your car is matched by the quietness in your house. Right, you just so get I just to go, go and take my ass on safe there. place to safe place. Right. right. For 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 us, it's like for me specifically, it's like I know that there's expectations on me when I walk in the house. Mm-hmm. I got to be on ten with my kids. Right. So for a few minutes, scroll through Twitter, respond to emails. <laughs> Hit back some text messages because I don't te- text and drive mm-hmm. and gather my thoughts. And see, now this is this. I've, I've read all these type of comments because I had a lot of feedback when I put it on Facebook. Right. A lot of people, you know, spoke on it. I started thinking, man, maybe I should have sat in the car a little bit when I was married. <laughs> maybe I wouldn't, man, I wouldn't be divorced. Man. Yo, <laughs> maybe I should have sat in the car a little bit. Dog, that's deep, man. For real. For real I, I didn't, I never did this. I would just get off and go in the house and deal with whatever I had to deal with. Maybe that's, I should have, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's super deep, bro. Yeah, man. So it's kind of therapeutic to you. Is that what you're saying? Well, it just helps you kind of, I mean, like another, uh, another example. I don't, are you, what kind of a driver are you? Are you an aggressive, like, Mm-mm. do you get upset with people as they're dri- as you're driving around the city? Of kind Memphis? of like if it's something like a, a near hit type thing. Near, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like if folks are acting wild out there on the streets, like I know me, if I'm coming home from something, it's probably something that has mm-hmm. stressed my brain has caused me to, I need to just, I don't want to go from one stressor to another yeah, yeah. because then what happens is I take that stress out on the people that are in that house that had nothing to do with what just happened yeah. outside. So a lot of times it's a kind of a, whew, okay, let me gather myself, gather my thoughts, mm-hmm. gather my, you know, calm myself down, whatever I need to do, and then go inside. And then I can be daddy and yeah, husband. Yeah, man, I might, I, should, I might need to do that, man. Cause if there were people said, I live alone, I still do it. I was like, all right, that's what's up. Well, they're probably pl- planning a serial murder. Yeah, it might be, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. 
Hostile takeover. Hostile takeover of a but yeah, man. Of a Nike warehouse or something. <laughs> get, yeah, the exactly. get them jobs. Get them jobs. Wet cements. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the Halloween joints. The Halloween joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Green joints. Anyway, okay. Hey, I might be on sneakers to get them joints for sure. <laughs> I might get a robot to uh AI robot to buy them joints You're for gonna me. have to, man. Yeah, man, for sure, man. But y'all get up in the morning. Well, by the time this airs, you would have already had or don't have the jobs. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, man, for Kenny Stubhill behind the glass. This is Anthony saying, when you get home tonight, take a minute to just sit in the car and don't do shit. Or smoke you a blunt or something. Whatever it takes for you to get yourself together. <laughs> I don't know, man. If you're in Memphis and you're walk- and you're, dr- you're smoking a blunt in your car, you might want to do that outside, man. Because if you get pulled over for speeding, mm-hmm. I, sm- I smell something. No, I'm talking about when you're sitting in your driveway. I got you. Yeah. Man. Whatever you need to do, man. Whatever you need to do. Yeah, do, it, do, it, do what you need to do, man, for your mental space for sure. Yeah, man, for, um, for my boy Knight Pickering. From my boy, uh, uh, DJ Fear from 901 Wrestling. Appreciate y'all coming out today. See you guys next time here on the Anthony Sane Show. And we out. Thank you for listening to the Anthony Sane Show. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a rating and a review wherever you download your podcasts. Also, like and subscribe to Bluff City Media's YouTube page. For comprehensive coverage of Memphis sports, head over to www.bluffcitymedia.co and find out how you can become an insider. We will see you back here next week.